It's time for the BCHL Podcast. Here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. We are back again with two more great interviews for you. With the BCHL season still on pause, we continue our look at BCHL alums in the NCAA that are making a huge impact. This episode just happens to be an all Big Ten conference show. Our first guest today is someone that BCHL fans are definitely familiar with, University of Michigan forward Kent Johnson. Johnson led the BCHL in scoring last season with 101 points and was named BCHL MVP. He's currently in his freshman season at the University of Michigan. And if you've been paying attention, uh, he's been scoring some pretty nice goals. His end-to-end goal last week against Minnesota went viral and actually made the Sports Center top 10 in the U.S. Johnson is a 2002-born forward, but because he has a late birthday, he was not eligible for the 2020 NHL draft. But he's predicted to be a top 10, perhaps even a top 5 pick in 2021. With his team in Michigan on a break for the holidays, we were able to sit down with Kent and touch on a number of subjects, including his viral goal from last week, his start to his freshman season, and his time in the BCHL. So let's hear what he had to say. All right, Kent, the first thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, you scored a a goal last week against Minnesota that uh, seemed to go viral. Um, Take us through that play maybe and and how it came together. Yeah, we... uh... We just needed a goal. We were down, and uh, uh, they took a penalty, so it was a delayed penalty, and I jumped over the bench for the goalie. And then uh, yeah, I just kind of got low, and D-men gave me a nice pass. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, they had a bad gap, so I was lucky enough to just uh, kind of go through those guys and then uh, got the backhand uh, over the goalie. So, uh, yeah, it was nice that it went in. You scored some some pretty uh, great highlight reel goals with Trail last year. You had a, a couple of the lacrosse style Mike Leg goals. Um, where does this one rank uh, on your list? Um, yeah, I mean, I, some of those goals are pretty fun and pretty meaningful in Trail, and some, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is different because in college, and so obviously the highest level I've played. So it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really rank him or anything, but uh, yeah, this was a really special goal and great to great to do at the college level for sure. Yeah, that play, uh, I noticed it also made the top ten on Sports Center uh, in the U- in the U.S. that night. Uh, came in at number two on the list. So, what is it like for you to kind of get that national recognition? I know, uh, like especially on ESPN, they don't necessarily uh, recognize hockey all that often. Uh, but for you to to be uh, number two on the top ten there, what does that mean to you to get that? kind of recognition uh yeah i mean definitely it's cool i mean i think a big part of that is just there's uh, not too much sports on right now <laughs> so i think that was a bit of a great assault but uh yeah i mean uh i think that night we had another game to focus on so i wasn't really too worried about uh about where it was or whatnot so uh but yeah it's definitely cool looking back yeah, and I mentioned the the lacrosse style goal earlier. Uh, kind of the most famous and really the first person to get recognition for that was Mike Legg, who who played at Michigan. Uh, and I did mention that you you've uh, successfully done that a couple times at the BCHL level. Um, is that something that that you might think of trying in college? Maybe not in your freshman year, but um, it'd be a pretty big deal and kind of cool to see someone do that again wearing the Michigan jersey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just something like during the game, you don't really think about, you're just trying to, trying to get the puck in there any way possible and do anything to win. So, but at the same time, I mean, I practice a ton and, uh, 
Uh, obviously, you know, I have confidence that if uh, if there's an opportunity that uh, that comes uh, up that I can have the time and space to do it, that uh, yeah, maybe I can do it. But yeah, again, something I can't really control too much. You need the perfect situation, so uh, I just won't really worry about it. And if it happens, that'll be great. So you uh, you made your debut about a month ago uh, in college hockey. Uh, you had uh, four assists in your first game against Arizona State. Um, the next day, you scored your first goal. You were named Big Ten uh, third star of the week after that weekend. Um, obviously, you got off to to a great start. Were you even a little bit surprised yourself that you were able to to produce so much so quickly in your in your college hockey debut? Uh, yeah, I don't know about surprise. I mean, I definitely got some good bounces that weekend. It seemed like everything I was passing, uh, someone was going to score it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it can sometimes just be lucky or not, whether or not you get the bounce in that game. Like, I feel like I've had games this year where I haven't had points where I could have had a couple and, and, uh, you know, obviously it all kind of just happened for me that first, uh, first weekend. So yeah, it's just, uh, I knew I could be a guy who could produce points at this level. And I was confident in that going into the season, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that game is obviously special and uh, kind of just lucky that it all worked out for the opening night. So through through 10 games here, you got 10 points in those games, so averaging a point a game. Uh, overall, uh, how has the transition been like for you from junior hockey to college hockey? Yeah, I mean, I'm still learning a lot. and uh, I think I'm far from, from my potential right now and hope I can be a lot better in the second half, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just got to learn like what uh, what I can do in the BCHL, what I can translate to college and what works all the time and sometimes. So, yeah, I'm just still trying to adapt a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think overall it's been pretty pretty good and I've still got a lot of work to do, but, uh, but it's been good so far. What about off the ice? Like I know uh, the, the junior hockey schedule is a lot different than the, the college hockey schedule. Um, and obviously you're, you're going to school out there as well. So what's um, what's the transition been like for you off the ice? Yeah, you know, it hasn't been too bad. Our trainer's been great there. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like he's helped me get a little bit stronger already. And I think with more time there, I can, can you know, develop into my body a lot better and, and the school has been uh, pretty smooth. Uh, you know, I've been getting settled in. My, uh, I tried to take a pretty, uh, not the hardest course load for a semester to just ease myself in. And uh, the classes have been pretty enjoyable, some of them. So uh, that's been well, good, uh, good there too. So looking at your roster there uh, in Michigan, you guys have seven BCHL alums on your team. Uh, one of those guys is a guy you played with last year in trail and Philip LaPointe. Um, having all those familiar faces in the room, whether you played with or against them uh, or, or guys that came before you in the BCHL, um, has that helped at all with your transition, having those uh, kind of familiar faces in the room? Yeah, definitely. It was really nice to come in with Phil there and uh, just have him in the freshman class and another familiar face right away. And then, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Always just uh, just fun talking to guys about different stories from the BCHL and, uh, you know, whether I played against like Nick Granowitz or whatnot or guys that were in the league before me. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely cool to come from the same league and, uh, and share some uh, background there. Yeah, so heading into the the, the holiday break here, you you guys are five and five. Um, what do you guys? What do you think you guys need to do to to try and catch those couple teams that are ahead of you in the Big Ten uh, standings? Wisconsin and Minnesota are, are currently ahead of you guys. What do you think you guys need to do to to catch those teams? Yeah, I mean, I think we just need to be more consistent. Uh, you know, our special teams can be more consistent too, and 
you know, that's a big part of it. And uh, I think we're not too far off and especially the last few games, you know, we uh, maybe got, haven't had the bounces go our way. You know, the Minnesota's goalie this weekend, Jack LaFontaine, give him some credit. He played really well, but uh, yeah, we just got to make plays all through the zone and create a, uh, create more offense and just find a way to, to bury more. I want to take you back a few years here uh, to, to your BCHL days. So uh, before the BCHL, you played at the Burnaby Winter Club uh, and then uh, committed to play for Trail uh, the next year. What, why did you ultimately decide to go uh, the BCHL uh, slash college hockey route? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just really smart, uh, you know, coming off a 15-year-old season in midget if you're going to play junior hockey to, to start in the BCHL and, uh, uh, you know, it's just a great, great progression to take instead of making a big jump, uh, maybe to major junior, just take a smaller jump to the BCHL. And, uh, and then after the first year in the BCHL, I just really loved trail. And, uh, and I, I just, there's no way I was going to leave. And, uh, Jeff, uh, Tamley and my coach there had done an amazing job development, developing me and had a great plan for my second year. And, uh, I think you see like the college path, how good the development in college is and how guys like Quinn Hughes are stepping right into the league. And, uh, and, uh, and really doing their thing in the NHL. And it seems like college hockey uh, can prepare the guys uh, really good for the for the NHL game. Yeah, I want to get get into to Jeff Tambellini a little bit more in a second. But um, your your first season there in trail, you, you started as a 15-year-old and turned 16 early in the season. Um, despite being one of the youngest players in the league, you still managed to be really productive at that age. Uh, you eventually were named to, to the all-rookie team that that first season um, when you came in that at such a young age and were able to, to produce uh, that well, what did it kind of tell you about where your game was at and what your potential could be going forward? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that was a huge year for me. Um, probably a lot of people didn't think I would step in uh, that first year of being how small I was and that I would be able to produce. And yeah, I think it kind of just reinforced for me that, uh, that my hockey sense and my skill, uh, you know, moving up at levels is really going to translate, uh, even if I'm, you know, weaker than guys and, uh, and maybe not the fastest guy out there yet. Cause I'm obviously uh, younger, but, uh, it will just, uh, yeah, help and I can definitely produce. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Jeff Tambellini. So bo- both years you were in trail, you had him as, uh, your head coach there. Jeff's a guy who, who played in the BCHL. Then he went out to play at Michigan and eventually, uh, the NHL. Um, so w- what did, uh, playing under him do for your career and your, your development those two seasons? Yeah. I mean, it, it worked out pretty perfectly really, uh, playing for him. You know, he went through the, just about everything that I was, I'd gone through and that I was going to go through. So he definitely helped me uh, guide me through that. And then, yeah, he's obviously just super knowledgeable about the game and he really helped me, you know, if I was going through spurts where I wasn't really producing that much and uh, he really helped me get out of those slumps and uh, make sure they didn't, uh, didn't stay too long. And, and yeah, he was great for me. I'm guessing it's not a surprise to you that he ended up taking a, a, a scouting job in the NHL with Tampa Bay in the off season. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, I just knew he was so good at his job that, uh, you know, uh, he probably wasn't going to be in the BCHL forever. And, uh, you know, it's great for him that he got that gig uh, in the national so quickly. So, uh, yeah, I'm re- I was really happy for him. 
So last year was was kind of the the huge year for you in the BCHL. Uh, you, you took your game to an even higher level. You had 101 points. Uh, you were the the leading scorer, MVP. Um, how did it feel uh, for you, kind of knowing every time you were going to step on the ice, you were pretty much putting uh, putting up a minimum of two points every night. Uh, what, what did it feel like to kind of be in that zone um, every night and trail that uh, for you? Yeah, it was a really fun year. You know, uh, the team that Jeff brought in, the line mates and the, the guys I was playing with uh, made it really fun to play. And, you know, just uh, we had a great team, obviously. So stepping on the ice, uh, we definitely uh, had confidence that we could win every night. And and uh, we did a lot of winning. And, uh, yeah, you know, obviously I did a lot of scoring. So it was, it was really fun and and uh, something that I'm going to cherish uh, for the rest of my life. And, uh, yeah, just great memories playing trail and uh, scoring in front of that crowd is just uh, – one of the most fun things I'm sure I'll ever do. So, so uh, yeah, it was it was a dream come true to play there. Heading into that year, like did did you realize that you had that level of play in you? I, I know you're 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 a confident guy and you're confident in your abilities, but um, to to put up those come kind of numbers, uh, did did you know you had that in you? Uh yeah, I think I kind of that was the goal. I mean, Jeff, uh, uh, when he met with me after the season, he. Uh, he kind of talked about a hundred. He was like, that's the number like you can put up. And he thought I could be like Alex Newhook. So when your coach has that kind of confidence in you, and then I, I went in the summer and just did everything I possibly could so I could make that possible. And, you know, I like kind of the last couple of weeks of the summer when I was skating, I was skating in some really good groups. Uh, I was some really good players that were older than me and I, I felt really good out there. So I kind of felt like, yeah, you know, like this is possible. I can do it. And, uh, and yeah, it was just uh, so cool to achieve that last year. In the in the playoffs last year, uh, your t- your team swept Prince George in the in the first round, and then obviously COVID shut everything down. Um, how disappointing was it knowing uh, how good of a team you guys had, and also knowing that it was going to be your last year of junior hockey? Like, what was the feeling for you personally uh, when all that went down? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's still tough to to kind of have that hanging over my head sometimes. Just the the uncertainty. I mean. You know, me and LaPointe talk about it all the time, and we were really confident in that locker room that we had a group that could, could really do something special in the playoffs. And, you know, even joke around with uh, Steve Holtz on our team and Penticton, like what would have happened if uh, we faced Penticton in the third round there? I mean, it, it would have been awesome hockey, and uh, it's definitely something that uh, is too bad it got taken away from, from me and all of us. And uh, it definitely still stings. Uh, just yeah, not knowing, but uh, I mean that's that's the way it is. That's happened to everyone. You know, this virus has kind of affected everyone's life, so I uh, can't really dwell on it too much. And uh, hopefully, there's tons of good hockey left for for me and uh, my team here. So after last season, your your drafts uh, your draft stock kind of skyrocketed. Uh, you were already projected to go high, but. Um afterwards people are, are mostly predicting you you to be a top 10 even a top five pick in the 2021 nhl draft is that something that you pay attention to or do you try to kind of try your best to, to block that stuff out uh yeah i think if i lately i've been trying to not pay attention to it you know i've kind of realized that uh you know i can't really control most of it and uh i can only control like how i play and what I do every day to get better. So I'm just trying to control what I can control. And, you know, uh, that stuff will all take care of itself. You know, that's the scout's job. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. 
Yeah, you're you're a 2002 born player, but because you you're considered to have a late birthday, you weren't eligible for uh, this past draft that happened in October. Uh, do you think having that extra year uh, benefits you, or or no? Like uh, now now scouts and teams get to see you at the college level. Do you think that helps? Um, I don't think it all makes much of a difference for me, really. I think it's more of a difference for the teams. You know, yeah, obviously it probably helps my draft stock be higher uh, playing college and having that extra year development. But uh, at the end of the day, whether you're a third round pick, seventh round or first round pick, it's not guaranteed that you just got to get good enough to play in the NHL at some point. So I think, uh, yeah, on the outside, it might look like it matters, but I think in the inside, it wouldn't have mattered if I was eligible last year, I'd still be, be doing what I am at Michigan this year and whatever team would have picked me would, uh, would just be following my progress. And so it doesn't make too much of a difference to me. All right. Last question for you. Uh, Kind of a bigger picture question. Um, So college hockey is obviously becoming a more and more prominent uh, route to pro hockey. Uh, It's it's always been that way for American players, but uh, it seems to be um, a growing option for Canadians as well. You see recent players uh, with uh, just to give a BCHL example, like Tyson Jost, um, Dante Fabro, Alex Newhook. Um, and, and yourself as well. Uh, what, why do you think that, that college hockey is becoming um, more popular a route for, for Canadians to take, um, knowing that um, there, there are examples out there of, of people succeeding? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, whatever route you take, uh, you know, they're both good options, but I, I think, uh, you know, college hockey is just so much fun. Like you see it without fans right now and it's, it's still cool, but you know, just talking to the guys on my team that have played in it with fans, I think it's just a, it's just a different beast in terms of how much fun every game's going to be and the atmosphere. And then you look at uh, at some of the schools, uh, like the money they have to put into player development, and everything's just to- so top of the line. It's like if I need anything, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get it for me. So, so yeah, it's just a it's just a really good option, and I, I hope uh, you know more younger players can. And just consider both options. And I think people are doing that nowadays, which is, which is great. All right, Kent. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with us and good luck this season and good luck at the draft uh, in 2021. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much to Kent Johnson for the time. Moving on to our next interview, we chatted with another player who's off to an incredible start this year. University of Minnesota goaltender Jack Lafontaine. The former Penticton V standout is 8-0 so far, having started all of his team's games. He currently leads the nation with a 9.65 save percentage and a 1.00 goals against average. He was named the National Goaltender of the Month for the month of November by the Hockey Commissioners Association, and his Golden Gophers sit atop the Big Ten standings with that perfect 8-0 record. Like Johnson, LaFontaine is also heading into his holiday break, so he was able to make some time for us. And just a quick note, uh, there was a little bit of background noise on his end at the start of the interview, uh, but we were able to get that resolved fairly quickly. So please bear with us. Uh, It was a great interview, and uh, let's hear what Jack had to say now. So Jack, so far this year uh, at University of Minnesota, you're off to a, a pretty great start. You're you're eight and two shutouts, uh, nine sixty five save percentage, one goals against. Uh, you're pretty much leading all of college hockey in, in a lot of those categories. So, um, for you personally, uh, what do you think has contributed to your early season success this year? 
first and foremost, I think we got a, an extremely talented team. Um, you know, we, we got four lines that just roll deep. Uh, our defensemen are just scary good right now. Um, you know, I can go, you know, we can go eight guys right now. I you know obviously we were three short this past weekend, but, um, you know, we, we, we have a very good, very, very, very good decor. And, uh, you know, and on top of that, we got a great coach to top it all off. So it's kind of a perfect formula that's kind of working for us right now. And we're going to try to take the momentum and kind of improve on our game. Um, but I mean, we, we've been pretty happy with our start, you know, obviously there's been a couple of close games, uh, a little bit too close for comfort, but that's, uh, that's the way hockey works, obviously. So, um, you know, it's all about just taking it one day at a time, you know, not getting too ahead of ourselves and, you know, just keeping this, uh, keeping this train rolling. Yeah, for you personally, obviously, and you did mention the the team part of it, but uh, for you uh, individually, uh, obviously, you're you're pretty locked in to have that kind of start and those kind of numbers through uh, eight games already this season. So, uh, for you, when you're in net and you're you're feeling locked in and dialed in like that, what what is that feeling like knowing um, that you're so confident in yourself and your ability to stop the puck right now? My confidence comes from practice. So that's making sure on a weekly basis that I'm putting the necessary work in to feel good about my game and feel good about, you know, the, you know, the work I've thrown in there. So, um, you know, process. So for me, it's understanding, you know, how I need to feel before the game and it's understanding what work I need to put in, um, you know, to make sure I'm, I'm playing at the, at the spot I need to play at. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all about understanding yourself and, um, still a ton of stuff I, I, I need to figure out about myself. And, um, you know, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not very happy with, you know, where my game's at right now. I think, uh, you know, maybe my team compensates sometimes for the mistakes I make. And, um, you know, it's obviously easier to, uh, you know, correct the game when you're winning. So, um, you know, it's all about, you know, just, you know, utilize on the fact and, you know, getting better 1% each day. So last year was your first year at uh, Minnesota after you transferred there, but uh, you, you had a pretty strong year um, just from a numbers uh aspect but the team was kind of middle of the pack uh right around 500 when you look at last year and you look at this year when you uh, kind of evaluate the team what's the difference this year um and and why do you think the team has been so much more successful and able to get into the win column a lot more Uh, i think we had an extremely slow start last year and i think that kind of somewhat ruined the, the perception of our team and um, you know, I think goaltending, unfortunately, was a big part of that. Um, you know, I was fighting the puck a lot last year in the first half, just, you know, I didn't really know, um, didn't really know how to get myself to a spot where I felt good on a Friday, Saturday to produce. And, uh, um, you know, th- this year it's a little bit different. We've kind of picked up where we left off last year and, you know, we were getting a lot, a lot of confidence from, uh, you know, where we were last year and, uh, you know, a lot of people forget that we were on the cusp of, uh, you know, taking first place in the big 10 and, you know, we were kind of rolling at the end there. We took down a very good North, uh, North Dame team at the end. And, you know, we were fully prepared to go into Penn state and, you know, leave with a win and, uh, you know, fight for a bid to the NCAA tournament. So I think there was a little bit of, uh, a little bit of piss and vinegar in our mouths when we kind of got, uh, 
when we didn't get that opportunity. So I think a lot of the boys, you know, had some pretty good summers, obviously, and, you know, carried that momentum to the first game of the year. And, you know, it's just one of those things where we take every game so seriously because we've been, you know, we haven't been in great positions the past couple of years with this program. We're just trying to make sure that we not only, you know, produce for, you know, ourselves and, you know, our coaches, but, you know, it's putting Minnesota back where it needs to be. And that's right at the top of, you know, college hockey. Yeah, before you were at uh, Minnesota, I mentioned the the transfer. You were at the University of Michigan before that for a couple of years, and uh, you played eleven games in, in your two seasons there. In eleven games in each season, obviously weren't in really a workhorse role or a number one role. But was it an opportunity thing? Like, what was the the thinking behind wanting a change of scenery there? So with you, um, like those were probably the most important two years of my life. Um, you know, the more, the more and more I, uh, go back in time and I kind of think about things that have happened, it's just kind of like one of those things that, um, it's like the more, the more you're beat down, the more resilient you become. And like, what I mean by that is like, it's all about gaining like mental toughness, right? So you're never going to gain mental toughness through the highs of your career. Um, unfortunately, you know, you need to hurt in order to know you need to fall in order to grow and you need to lose in order to gain. And that's just how life is because some of life's greatest lessons are learned through pain. Um, you know, I, I was, I was very fortunate, you know, having a goalie coach like Steve Shields there, um, you know, who really, really, uh, got my game going in the right direction. Um, and then of course, um, you know, I, I had great teammates there, you know, I, I had great coaches, you know, I got to, you know, learn under Red Berenson, uh, Mel Pearson. Um, so I, I was in a great position uh, to succeed. And I think it was just one of those things where it was a little too much too early. And I, I don't think I was mature enough to, you know, really grab hold of uh, the number one role and really run with it. And I think you saw my partner, Hayden Levine, who was a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more mature than me really really take it and run with it and you know obviously you had a lot of success that year going to the frozen four but um you know that year really really taught me a lot um not only on the ice but off the ice about myself and you know i always get the question like do you regret it the answer is always the same it's 100 percent no you know if i would go back i'd do it all the same so after uh you uh you wrapped up your second year there you you had the the transfer year so that's when you kind of uh were introduced to bchl fans and the penticton v's is who you joined um but what what led to that decision i I know you had to take a year away from the ncaa so what what uh led to the decision to come out west and and play for penticton that year i mean it's obviously fred harbinson i mean that's the number that's the his name is in bold when i think of why i came to the BCHL, um, you know, Freddie's someone that, um, you know, I, I got very close to during that year. That was a very difficult year, uh, mentally and emotionally, um, you know, a lot of ups and downs that year. And, you know, I, I love Freddie just because, you know, he, he was more of a father to me than he was ever a coach. And he was someone that I, I respect a lot and, you know, someone I still keep in contact with and, you know, the, the, the coolest thing about Freddie, and I think a lot of people take this for granted is how competitive he is. He has to be one of the most competitive individuals I've ever met in my life. And, you know, I, I, I like that. I need that in my life every night, you know, there should be no off night. And obviously that's not realistic, but 
you know, Freddie is just so dialed in, so intense and that rubs off on his players. And, you know, I think he's a large, he's not a large part. He is the reason for why Penticton has gotten this reputation uh, for being a junior hockey perennial powerhouse. And, you know, he's, you know, obviously battling through uh, the coronavirus this year, but you know, if there's one man you can never cut out, it's Fred Harbinson. He's a, he's a competitive man that will do whatever it takes. And, um, you know, he's someone that I, I have the utmost respect for and, you know, someone I miss a lot actually. Yeah, in that in that one year uh, in Penticton, it, it was only the one year, but you did make a really big impact. You were a, a first team All Star. You were the the top goaltender in the league. You uh, won that postseason award. So, uh, you you mentioned your relationship with Fred and and how he helped you out. But um, kind of beyond that, like what what did that year for you in the BCHL in Penticton? What did that do for your confidence and uh, for your game in general? You know, it was all about personal growth that year. Um, th- that year was just kind of taking everything I've learned at Michigan uh, for those two years and putting it to test. Um, the analogy I like to use for that is, you know, you're designing a new car, you know, you're going into the Indy 500 or, you know, Talladega and, uh, you know, you're doing all these tests of this car. You're, you take it for a couple practice runs but, you know, practice is over. How's this thing going to run? How's this thing going to ride? And, you know, um, you know, for me, it was like, all right, I got all these new tools, but we got to put these to test. Like we got to make sure that, you know, they're kind of battle ready. So, um, for me, it was a lot of, you know, um, trial and error. It was a ton of, uh, ton of lows counteract that with a ton of highs. And, you know, it was just, again, figuring out what, works for me. And that's just kind of going back to self growth and self discovery of, you know, who I am as a person and what makes me feel confident in that, uh, net. So, yeah. So after that year was when, uh, when you headed to Minnesota. So, uh, you mentioned, um, kind of all the good things about that program, but before you went there, um, kind of what led to that decision and what made you want to go there and, and what, what made you know that it would be a good fit to go play there? foremost, uh, Matt Robson has been uh, a huge influence in my life. I, you know, I kind of joke around with him every now and then, um, because, um, you know, I've kind of just been copying his paths here. So, you know, he, he did, he transferred from Clarkson to Penticton, took Penticton to Minnesota. And he, he kind of set the table, you know, he was, he was a phenomenal goalie and, uh, in Minnesota. And he, uh, you know, he's got a pretty, pretty legit legacy here. So, um, for me, he was obviously, um, you know, a big reason, you know, he was always telling me, you know, you know, Freddie's good. You're going to like Freddie. And then, you know, I went to Penticton and, you know, I love Freddie. And then he, you know, he took me, you know, on my visit here and he was like, you know what, you're going to love Bob too. You're going to love it here. So, you know, he's someone that is kind of a, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't really BS you around. He, he says it like it is. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful for that. Um, you know, he's obviously someone I grew up with back in uh, Mississauga and, uh, and, uh, you know, someone that's, you know, been on my corner and I'm really grateful for. 
So before before the BCHL, before Minnesota, before even Michigan, uh, back in 2016, you were a third round draft pick of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, just curious. I know it was it was over four years ago now, but what are your memories of of that day? And and obviously, uh, I I imagine that was a pretty big career highlight for you. Uh, it was definitely a big. It was, it was definitely a big day. Um, you know, it, it was cool to kind of, you know, have my family there and see some of the hard work coming to fruition. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't really remember a whole lot of that day. I was, I was so nervous. And then, you know, you go through the media gauntlet, um, you meet the GM, you meet the coach, they hand you a, a, a fitness pack for how you're going to get ready for dev camp. And that's really it. You know, it's kind of a, uh, you know, 24 hour, uh, high. And then you wake up the next morning and you're kind of touching yourself. You're just like, well, I don't feel different. I don't look any different. You know, I guess, you know, getting drafted is a little bit more of a status thing than it is, a you know, a confidence thing. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, many are drafted, but fewer signed. So, um, you know, it's all about making sure you're taking each day and you're making sure you're putting it to the best benefit for yourself. So since that day, um, what have your interactions been like with the team? Like you mentioned development camp and, um, I, I know you've been to a few of those, obviously there wasn't one, uh, this past season because of COVID, but, um, do, do you have, uh, frequent interactions with them or are you kind of just on your own and they let you play your game and handle, uh, handle things with your coaches? They're great. Um, you know, they kind of let me do my own thing. Uh, you know, the goalie, the development coach and the goalie coach, uh, interact with me, uh, every now and then, but you know, it's nothing too serious. You know, they just, uh, at the end of the day, they just let me play. And to be honest with you, that's all I asked for. You know, I I don't want to be consumed in that stuff yet. Like I'm, uh, I still want to enjoy my college career here. And, you know, there's a lot of things we need to take care of before I can even remotely think of something like that. And, you know, I owe it to my team. I owe it to coach Motsko and I, you know, I owe it to myself to make sure that I'm hundred percent focused on this program and, you know, the main objective of winning the national championship. Yeah. You, you may have just answered my last question here, but I was going to ask you, um, it's your senior year. Um, obviously, uh, your, your last year of college hockey eligibility. So, um, beyond this year, do you have any goals or, or plans uh, of what you want to do going forward? Or are you just too focused on the season and, and winning a national championship? I was so, uh, goal oriented and, uh, yeah, I think when you're young, you, you think it's the end of the world when you don't, you know, reach a goal. You, you think that, you know, if you don't hit a certain mark, then your life's over. And, more I grow up, the more I learn. It's just all about, you just got to keep on going. You just got to keep on pushing. And, uh, you know, for me, I can't tell you, I can't tell you what I'm going to do in a week. Even, you know, I can tell you what I'm going to do today. I can maybe tell you what I'm going to do tomorrow, but all I know is every day is centered around making sure I'm maximizing my potential as a person, as a goalie, um, as a son, as a teammate, as a brother, you know, like that's, that's all I'm concerned about. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident that, you know, if you surround yourself with good people, good things will happen to you and things will fall into place. But, you know, I just know I'm in a really good environment. People have the best interest for me. And, uh, you know, right now the the best interest for the team, um, 
is winning. So, you know, when you're, uh, you know, when you're put in a leadership role, it's, it's making sure that you put your teammates before yourself and, um, it's being unselfish. And, you know, that's something that I take very seriously and, uh, something that, you know, I, I try to advocate for the team and, you know, I, uh, I got to live it to, you know, advocate it. Well, Jack, uh, congratulations on your success so far this year and best of luck the rest of the way with your teammates there. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Jack LaFontaine for joining us. Believe it or not, we are now midway through December, so that means that this will be the final BCHL podcast uh, before the holiday break. So we will take a couple weeks off and be back again with some more interviews for you in early January. With that, I just want to take the time to uh, wish all of our listeners, our fans, uh, anyone who supports the BCHL a uh, Merry Christmas, a a Happy Holidays, however you celebrate, a Happy New Year. Hopefully we start off the new year with some good news and uh, are able to get this BCHL season started as soon as possible. But no matter what, we appreciate uh, the support and the patience from from everyone involved. Uh, so, So again, thank you for that. A big shout out to our two guests this week, Kent Johnson and Jack LaFontaine. Again, both guys off to an incredible start in their NCAA seasons. Uh, Thank you to producer Greg Ballack for putting this together. And thank you to the listeners for your support. We'll be back again in a couple weeks. Until then, stay safe and we'll talk to you soon.